For more information on Ancient Dragon Zen Gate, please visit our website at www.ancientdragon.org. Our teachings are offered to the community through the generosity of our supporters. To make a donation online, please visit our website. Good evening, everyone. So I want to speak tonight about practice of enthusiasm and energy. This is part two. I, this is a follow-up, part two of the talk I gave a couple of weekends ago on uh, Sunday, August 14th. It's online, so you can check it out if you'd like. But uh, I want to talk about sustainable energy applies not just to our energy systems, but also to our own personal energy. So this is one of the Bodhisattva practices. Sustaining energy and enthusiasm and vitality is a personal as well as societal issue. So this is about virya paramita, one of the Liberative practices. There's a system of six and a system of ten. And for those who don't know them, I'll just go over them quickly. So uh, there's the there's generosity or dana. There's ethical conduct, jiva in Sanskrit, and patience, important practice, chanting. And then comes uh, the practices of more active bodhisattva work. The first one being virya. It can be translated as effort. Or enthusiasm or energy, it's etymologically related to vitality or vigor. So this is an important practice, and it's important for us now. How do we re revive and sustain our own practice of enthusiasm, our enthusiasm for our practice, for taking care of ourselves and all beings. So this is a challenging practice. And this is a practice of selflessness too. Of course, we take care of our own energy, but this is about how do we offer our energy, our effort, our enthusiasm to help others, help society and social issues. So this is Bodhisattva practice, a liberative practice. Paramita uh, in Sanskrit means to carry beings to the other shore of liberation. So this is uh, a complicated and very important practice. And it is a practice. So we could say it's a practice of commitment. So I, I think I gave the first four. The fifth practice is Samadhi or meditation. And in my last talk, I emphasized the relationship between energy and enthusiasm and meditation. So, how do we take care of balancing our energy during zazen? Is one aspect of this. The sixth one is Prajnaparamita, the word of practice of insight. That's translated as wisdom. How do we support? Wisdom, insight, 
awareness for all beings. Then there's another set of four, which are sometimes included, upaya, which is skillful means. How do we share this awareness that comes from our zazen? How do we share it skillfully, appropriately, helpfully for different beings and different kinds of beings? And then there's now a commitment, pranidhana, which I'm kind of talking about in connection with theory uh, or energy. How do we find our enthusiasm, our commitment to uh, follow the bodhisattva way? And then there's bala or powers. How do we use our various, uh, various talents? Each person here at Ebenezer and online has actually many abilities and talents. How do we use them beneficially? So that's the ninth and then the tenth is jnana, knowledge, which is different from wisdom. It's all the things we know about, but then we can apply them. So, but, the, but coming back to the practice of energy and enthusiasm, how do we find our own energy to sustain us? How do we find our own enthusiasm to accomplish what would be helpful. So all of these different six or 10 practices are interrelated. So how do we find skillful, skillful means in terms of our practice of energy and enthusiasm? So the great Indian Buddhist Mahayana teacher Shantideva said that energy is the endeavor to do what is skillful, what is helpful. So we, we work at this. And, uh, how do, it's a real practice. How do we find our own energy, our own enthusiasm for our own practice in life and then to share with others because our practice is about universal liberation, about helping everyone to awaken. We say in the four bodhisattva vows at the end of this event. So, part of this is to con to counter apathy, weariness, self-contempt. So, we all have some at times habits of putting ourselves down, feeling like we're not good enough to actually be helpful, not good enough to actually find our energy and enthusiasm. So the practice of, of energy is about finding ways to counter that, find inspiration in the world around us through people and beings, it doesn't have to be just people, it could be trees or mountains. Like Michigan, how do we find inspiration to support us, to support our enthusiasm for practice? And then how do we find the courage to actually engage in this? Part of the practice of this is to actually pay attention and note our energy levels. 
to seek to know when our energy is flagging, to know when we're weary, when we need to, to take a rest, but also to sustain our efforts, to sustain our enthusiasm for practice, for our lives, and for each other. Sometimes this is difficult. So it's a practice. We have to pay attention to our own energy level. We work to sustain our energy and our commitment to practice, both individually and so to uh, support Sangha. Sangha is this particular Sangha. Here at Ebenezer and online, it's a dragon sector. Sangha is also the, sangha, the various sanghas of the world, the communities that we are involved with, how do we support them? How do we find our energy, effort, enthusiasm to do that? And this is not something we you know, find once and then we're finished. This is an ongoing practice. All of these practices are ongoing. And we have to sustain our energy to take care of these practices. So, uh, you know, right now, we're, we're hampered in our energy, in our enthusiasm, by the residue of the pandemic. It's sort of over, but it's not. But even to the extent that it is in a new phase and somewhat over, we're still wearing masks here, it's over um, it's been debilitating, and we have to recognize that. I think we don't fully recognize how this has affected us through this last period of pandemic. Each of us in different ways. And now it's affected our world and our society. So, finding, locating our enthusiasm and energy, our inspirations for that, and taking care of them, paying attention to it. When, when our energy is low, okay, notice that. But then how do we take care of that and re-energize? Uh, getting overexcited is not a sustained enthusiasm either. So this is a real practice. This is a challenge, but it's something that we need to do for each other as well as for ourselves. Part of this is going beyond fear. It's very common that we might feel afraid of taking on something that we enthusiastically we might be afraid of standing out, you might be afraid of looking foolish. But how do we go beyond that? How do we not be caught by our fear and actually take on taking care of our energy, taking care of our enthusiasm, making an effort to support our own and everybody else's practice to help, help suffering beings suffering beings within us, within our Sangha, and within the world. This is, this is the Bodhisattva practice. 
So, you know, there are many forms of, many aspects of our energy level. Part of this is just mental strength. How do we take on being aware, being strong in our heart and resilience? Part of this is helped by seeing a wide range of space and time. This is an important aspect of our Zen practice and teaching. So we, you know, may feel like we chant attention beings are numberless, I've out of freedom. Well, that may seem ridiculous. How how is how am I, one person? Unlimited being, one to free all living beings. But this is to ignore that we are not alone, that we're doing this with many, 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 many beings all around the world. And also, we're doing it over time, in, which, in whatever area of effort you are engaged in, and you are attracted to, and you are inspired by. Might be literature, it might be music, it might be gardening, it might be, uh, you know, whatever practice you're doing that expresses your energy and enthusiasm. We have many ancestors, we have many people over profoundly long periods of time who have been part of this. We're not just alone in space or time. So this is this is how we go beyond our personal fear. And also, you know, part of this is seeing through our own personal distractions and obstructions. I was talking last time about how this vitality and energy and enthusiasm has to do with meditation. And in meditation, and in our sasana, we see, you know, many distractions that we, uh, through our sustained practice, become more aware of our own personal karmic uh, hindrances and habits that might obstruct us. Those are actually our areas of practice. Those are not, you know, we can see those as obstacles and, and feel like our energy is depleted by them. We can also see them as opportunities to bring our energy into life, into vitality. So don't run away from your distractions. Just uh, pay attention to the whole thing. So part of energy and effort enthusiasm is just to pay attention really allow that to be our enthusiasm. Our life circumstances are the context for actively developing our energy, not becoming passive. Doesn't mean that we have to be running around. So part of you know so uh, area of vitality is a kind of partner sometimes with patience shanti. Patience is not a passive practice, it's as a practice, it's active, it's paying attention, sitting still, but being aware of what's going on in our body and mind, in our sangha, in the world. And sometimes we don't see something, some helpful action to do. But, but in active patients, we're always paying attention. And when 
we do see something we can do, then uh, we take it on. We take it on with energy and enthusiasm. So, um, this practice of vitality, how do we find our own liveliness? How do we find our liveliness together? So I appreciate that Benjamin is a very lively song that there are lots of good people, lots of interesting different things. And that supports each one of each one of us supports everybody else. It's kind of a wonderful, strange process. We don't necessarily recognize it a lot of the time, but we are supported by something. Something together in person, we feel the energy around us. And being on Zoom too, I think there's this awareness of the other people in this space. And how do we recognize and appreciate and support each other? So, this is a challenging time. It really is. There's so many things going on in the world. There's climate breakdown, there's the imminent threats to our democracy, there's cruelty, there's this just, this is a difficult world. But from the point of view of vitality and enthusiasm for the Bodhisattva, this is the best time to be alive. Not to succumb and give up and become defeatist, but to say, oh, whatever I do that's helpful that is lively and enthusiastic and, and inspires others in their enthusiasms. Whatever we do now has an effect. Everything we do has an effect. This is the basic law of karma. Everything that happens is a product of many causes and conditions. Everything we do or say or think has ripples out, has repercussions, and supports the world. And so the changes that, that we might all wish to happen in, in our world, we don't, we don't always necessarily know how they will happen. Uh, people who study this and study how change happens, but we each contribute. And we don't necessarily know the outcome of our own efforts, our own energy, our own enthusiasm, our own caring for each other and ourselves in the world. We don't necessarily see the outcome of that. Sometimes you know, uh, it may take a long time, generations, for these efforts to bear fruit. But we are privileged to be in a time when everything we do, supportive of awareness and awakening, is an important benefit for the world. So, please take care of yourself. Please take care of each other. Please uh, do your best to arouse liveliness and enthusiasm. And, and, and see when your energy level is rising. Okay, how do I take care of that? So, this is a practice. This is an active practice that we take on. So, I'm uh, very interested to hear any comments. Questions, responses from anybody in, on Zoom or anybody here at Ebenezer. Thank you all very much.
So when we can some food or anybody here that needs comments or questions or responses about how we practice with vitality. Find our practice of Thank you for your talk, Tigan. Um, and greetings to everyone. It's good to see those of you that I can see. I really appreciated this talk. I could use all the all the you know turning words about energy and enthusiasm that uh, can be said. And I guess I was wondering if you could say a bit more about many any suggestions for when we are faced with multiple situations like you were describing that are that are really competing for a hundred percent of our attention and and energy um, you know we want to take care of the world and we want to take care of the sangha and we want to take care of our families and each of those things oh my goodness I'm being joined by a kitty. <laughs> um, each of those things really, um, you know, needs our full self. And it's hard to know how to, how to balance, you know, things that each need 100%. We run out of percent pretty quickly. So we need to uh, take care of our enthusiasm for all the things, but uh, you know, we can become overwhelmed if we think we have to take care of everything at once. So take care of what's right in front of you. Whatever comes up, take care of, so I know you have a very challenging job. How do you take care of each thing as it comes up? And, you know, we get drawn away to other things, but take care of what's in front of you as best you can. And then there'll be something else. So uh, we can't do everything all at the same time. Some people can multitask, but actually multitasking is doing one and jumping around from one thing to another. So uh, give yourself and your energy completely to what's right in front of you. And then what's next? <laughs> I don't know if that helps. Yeah. Thank you. And please take care of yourself. Getting overwhelmed by all the different things. 10,000 things that, that, you know, need our, our support. That doesn't help anything. So part of the practice of energy and enthusiasm is to find the balance. To rest when we need to. To um, take care of our energy. To do what we can as we can. So good luck. <laughs> Other comments, responses, as you were speaking almost the whole time, this like neon sign was going through my mind. 
with a, a little verse on it that always comforts me. And it's associated with the koan, but I think it's a separate like little piece of Japanese poetry, but it goes something like this. When your mind isn't cluttered by unnecessary things, this is the best season of your life. And so I think like just from practicing with the Diamond Sutra that I've been feeling like the unnecessary things are actually thinking there are things to do. <laughs> and somehow that doesn't keep me from appearing to do things, but I don't feel like I'm doing anything most of the time. Yeah, so there's a, there's this uh, Chinese Taoist term, Wu Wei, uh, effortless effort. <laughs> um, and, you know, this is, we can, I think we've all sometimes found that space where we just take care of what's in front of us, as I was saying. We take care of the next thing. And, of course, there's clutter all around us. There's the clutter of the world, all the, all the many beings who we wish we could take care of. But... When we, you know, there's a time we can find kind of cruise control. Okay, plugging away at the next thing. And and then take, paying attention to our energy. Don't, you know, don't, there's this danger for people in helping activities and helping professions and the bodhisattvas of getting burnt out, you know. It's easy to feel overwhelmed. But if we just, okay, this, then this, then this, then take a, then stop and breathe, hit the pause button, rest when you need to, and then come back. So that process can uh, at times feel effortless. You feel sometimes like, okay, this is our, this is just our life. But that takes lots of practice, and practice for a long time. And it takes stumbling and, and making mistakes. And, and getting overwhelmed and feel, you know, sometimes feeling like just giving up. But that's not our practice. Our practice is that when we see that, okay, what do I, how do I, how do I take care of my energy now when I'm tired? Well, maybe you take, you take a nap. But, but, but how do I sustain all this? So this is about sustainable energy. Thank you, Robertson. Anybody Anybody else? Comments? Responses? Um, energy is definitely something that I struggle with, um, have my whole life. Uh, do you have <coughs> advice for maintaining energy, especially on activities that you just don't want to be doing, or that you've lost interest in, like a job that eats, or you know, any, any number of other things that I, you know, washing the dishes that I particularly hate? Oh, I love washing the dishes. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'll take laundry any day. <laughs> yeah, so we all have the areas of activity that we are have some affinity for or that we don't. And so, again, pay attention to your energy. When you're involved in some task that you really don't want to do, how do you just sustain, okay, how do I do this as best I can? And you know, you, whether you like it or don't like it, it's kind of irrelevant. You just do, you just take care of your energy. And, you know, the next thing might be something you really like. And it doesn't matter, you know. It's like we take care, life gives us all kinds of difficulties. You know, that's that's our practice. So, yeah, uh, I, it's a great question. Um, 
how do we sustain our energy when we have to do something that we really don't want to do? And maybe look at that. What is it about not wanting to do that? It's something that you're that you need to that you have taken on in some way. It's part of your job. It's the dishes are dirty, whatever it is. Okay, your dislike is kind of irrelevant. How do you bring your life to it? That that's extremely helpful. <laughs> Anybody else on Zoom or or here with comments? I have a comment, but it looks like maybe Ed does and David does as well. Ed unmuted himself first, so I'm going to give him the first tip if he wants. Well, hey, thanks, Tygen. You know, I always think, I mean, sometimes energy is a bit of a carry in the coal mine. I mean, it's it can offer a guidepost, a sign of really what you do and do not want to do with your life. And... Um, you know, it's an opportunity to to acknowledge and recognize a change in course might be called for, maybe, as well. And you know, when you, I think when I've when I've read the great myths and so on, it's almost always about a redirection in a life, in a single life, based on events that suggest to the uh, uh, the main character that they're doing something they're not particularly inclined to want to do. And so I think that's a valuable consider, maybe potentially a valuable consideration in this, in this uh, thinking. Yes. Very good. And that's partly a response to Wade. You know, part of our energy is to marshal our intention or to examine our intention. What is it? We, what is it we care about? I talked about this in the last time. I talked about enthusiasm. What is it that you, what are your enthusiasms? What are the things that you you want to take on? And if you find yourself with a, a whole pile of stuff that's just odious, maybe you need, maybe, you know, what Ed said, you need to look at what is important for you. And, and part of energy is transformation. So we don't need to be stuck. You know, it's possible that, you know, at times maybe all of us can feel stuck. But uh, that's when the practice of energy and vitality is more, most important. Look at what's going on. Bring your energy to that. Question, what is it that is that I'm stuck with? And, and how do we um, take that on more energetically? So thank you, Ed. Is David Ray next? Yes. Thank you, Tygen. My question is about um, the relation between, on the one hand, vitality and enthusiasm, which sounds exciting and super energetic. And, you know, you spoke about liveliness of various pursuits. And then on the other hand, you know, in, uh, later, later in your talk and, and in the questions were we're talking about things like conserving energy and, and, and living in, in, in the face of conditions that you know, not just the pandemic, but somebody could say late capitalism. There are reasons why why a lot of people feel exhausted and and overwhelmed, and 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 that their energy feels run down. So maybe could you could you say something about the relationship between, on the one hand, the the sort of the 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 high energy of vitality, and then on the other side, try, trying to preserve or conserve or restore energy? Well, they're not separate. 
So vitality doesn't need to be, you know, all bitsy and glamorous and, and pizzazzy. Vitality is uh, how we pay attention to our vitality and how we take care of it when we feel temperate, when we feel hot, when we feel tired, or whatever. Uh, so it's all part, it's all vitality. And yes, I think we live in a world that's really challenging. And as I said, we can see that and feel overwhelmed and depressed, or we can see that and feel, okay, how can I help now? Because now is when most help is needed. And that, and, and the practice of skillful means, which is one of these practices, is then to look at what, you know, to, again, examining intention as Ed was talking about, and looking at, okay, well, what is it that I can do or want to do in this situation? And, and, you know, we all get caught in, you know, human institutions, which are all fallible at best. And how do we take care of them and, and, and bring our best, most wholesome care into that situation as best we can? So it, it means vitality is not only when we're very lively. Vitality is when quiet and looking and seeing what is it we can do. I don't know if that, if that responds to it. That's very helpful. Thank you. I, I wanted to ask if um, you could say something about uh, having fun, um, because I really sincerely believe that having fun is a very important part of uh, having the energy to do the important things in life. Um, a few examples, well, two examples. One is Jerry gave a really beautiful teaching to me on this yesterday, where she emailed me a couple days ago saying, like, hey, can we get coffee after service? And I said, sure. And in my head, I was positive that this was going to be some, like, you know, to previous, you know, like, comparing notes, what's working, what's not, how do we, you know, that kind of thing. And when we got coffee, she just wanted to hang out, you know? She just wanted to, like, just because it was fun to be friends and talk, you know? And it was beautiful. It was wonderful just to, just to you know, um, laugh together. Um, and... Uh, um, and, you know, a couple weeks ago, uh, I was playing catch with Amber's kids and just noticed how much that that refreshed my whole energy uh, and zest for calm, you know? Um, so I guess I feel like as adults and adults in capitalism that uh, we're we're encouraged to talk down that part of ourselves that can just have fun. But I, I feel like that's, um, that's, that it's important to, to have fun. Amen. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> that's great. Uh, some bodhisattvas just want to have fun. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, uh, yeah, getting together and talking and just, you know, this, this this uh, bodhisattva business doesn't have to be grim and serious. In fact, it's not. It's about how do we bring our joy to ourselves and each other. And uh, of course, we face difficult situations. There are there is so much suffering all over in the world, and it's important to be aware of that. 
but also if we if we get overwhelmed by that that's no help how do we uh keep our spirit one of the uh translations for virya is zeal so how do we be zealous and wisely in terms of you know taking care of ourselves and each other in the world uh yeah play is important uh, it's really kind of time now, but just quickly, David. I think one thing that's important to talk about play, I think we're, it's connection that really revitalizes us. You know, um, you and Jerry had some good connection. You and Amber's kid had some great connection. And it's that connection doesn't have to be necessarily play. It, that connection can really be, uh, make us feel vital. I know in chaplaincy, sometimes I'm going into real hard situations, but I have great connection, and all of a sudden I feel uh, vitalized, so to speak. Yeah, and then, because you feel vitalized amidst difficult situations. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, That's and part of the plan. Yeah. Thank you, David. I, I think we do have to stop now, but thank you all. Please take care of your energy as best you can. Enjoy it. Enjoy your energy.